0: Your lovers, welcome to Killstreak, episode 29. I'm Eric Gosselin. That hasn't changed. Still, I've been Eric Gosselin now for 38 years. I don't see that changing anytime soon, but I might change my name. Who knows? I like to keep it, yeah. you know, a little... I like to keep people on their toes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be a, uh, a Winston. I always wanted to be a Winston. Winston Gosselin. Joining me here from Austin, Texas... Land of the brisket barbecue oh yeah and uh sixth street Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep vamping just to keep him (laughs) wanting to chime in but he can't mr mike price how are you sir
1: i'm all right yeah it's like we turned into one of those podcasts where they make the guests sit and be silent for 10 minutes (laughs) which is the most insane i like i spin around since the dawn of podcasts but it's such a crazy thing. I can't believe it still happens. <laughs> I know. They just, like, talk for, like, 20 minutes while the guest, like, right. sometimes laughs off, off mic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't listen to a whole lot of WTF these days, but maron has got it right. You record your intro without the guest there, and then yeah. and yeah. then when the guest is kind enough to be ready to, for the interview, you just fucking start. Um, yeah, no, I agree. No, No shade towards anybody else's podcast. You all have great podcasts. No, he's not. He's being diplomatic.
0: Fuck your podcast. (laughs)
1: Listen to Killstreak. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) If you're considering listening to another podcast that is almost the exact same subject matter as ours, you should. But by
0: two well-known comedians. (laughs) Yeah, just stick with your old pals. Killstreak. We've been here for 29 episodes. That's
1: right. You can never catch up to (laughs) this 32 episode head start. We're going to have. Good, better content and guests, and way more name recognition. Be damned.
0: <laughs> uh. Uh, we're not going to tell you what podcasts no. we're talking about, but uh, hey, if you
1: find out on your own, yeah. come
0: on, don't stop listening yeah. to
1: your old friend's kill streak. There's probably room for both in your life. Yeah, of yeah. course there is. You're a fucking horror nerd. <laughs> They're going to do
0: different uh franchises and may and when our franchises overlap mm-hmm. that'll be a nice little treat for you guys. We'll go head to head.
1: Anyways, enough about hypothetical other podcasts.
0: How about this yeah. podcast? This one, we're going to be talking about Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed. Yeah. Uh when did this movie come out? 2004.
1: 2004. It was shot in 2003 back to back with uh ginger snaps back the third film in the trilogy which we'll be reviewing next week yep ginger snaps back at the beginning um yeah so we got a little bit of a um wait it's called ginger snaps back yep
0: oh i thought it was ginger snaps three really yeah ginger
1: snaps back colon the beginning wow yeah um yeah, so we got a little bit of a uh Return of the Living Dead um Rave to the Grave necropolis type situation here. We got a two for one production deal. I never really think that's a good sign mm-hmm. when um
0: when productions do that, and because of that, I had pretty low expectations coming into this movie. Sure. I can see uh, I don't that. know about yourself.
1: Yeah, I had I did very little I learned that fact maybe 10 minutes into this movie. I did a little bit of my light research while I watched the movie. I try not to spend too much time with my face in the computer. Right. Um, yeah, it certainly doesn't instill me with a ton of confidence when I hear that. Although, you know, like they've done that with big, you know, like large scale movies, too. It's like it can be a good way to save money if you know you're going to be shooting with the same cast.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it's. I guess they did it with the Avatar movies that are coming out. Right, yeah, how so many, it's not how always many of those of are there? Like, how? There's going to be
1: like five more coming out or something like that? I'll believe it when I fucking
0: see yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> yeah. believe it. I don't think a yeah. single one's coming out.
1: Every every press release, every story I ever hear about the Avatar series, I'm like, sure. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Show me a yeah. fucking movie. <laughs> how long has it been? Or don't, because I don't really care. Right. Who gives a shit anymore? How- Avatar came out 11 years ago. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Yeah, no, I and I thought it was fine when I saw it, but I was like, okay, well, yeah. I never have to watch that again. Totally, yeah.
1: I yeah. if I want to, I can watch Fern Gully. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Gagooch. There's nothing wrong with it's a decent story, but it is like insane to me that they just made the same fucking story into a big movie. It's like, yeah, it's like, wait, you guys couldn't come up with like an original idea? Well, speaking of
0: original ideas, uh huh. Um, I think so often is the case with these movies that we uh, talk about here on Killstreak. You kind of just repeat the same... You put mm-hmm. the same different elements into the same general shape of the successful original movie. Yeah, it tends to be like, you like a... You got yourself a secret.
1: Yeah, it's like a sequel. It's like a new menu item at Taco sequel. Bell. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> same ingredients in a different form. Yeah. Uh, I think this this one is how you do a sequel. No one can level has...
1: that criticism at this movie first. No, sure.
0: it is yeah. very different from the first movie, mm-hmm. yeah. but not so radically so that you're like, oh this doesn't even feel like the same series. Yeah. Uh so blood and guts check. Uh-huh. It's the first time for both of us watching this.
1: Yeah, I yeah, also to confirm, I think I said last episode or maybe even two episodes ago that I wasn't sure if I had seen this. I definitely had not seen this. So, yeah, I definitely have not either. It was immediately confirmed. Um, my blood and guts check. Uh, yeah, this is this is an interesting movie for sure. I'm not sure how yeah. much I liked it in like okay. the traditional sense of like I I liked this movie, I enjoyed this movie, but I will say that I think it is unique. I think it is pretty well done for what it is. I have yep. I have respect for this movie, if nothing else. I'll say that. It was a little bit of a slog to get through for me, but it's definitely like interesting.
0: Okay. See I think I liked it more than you. I really liked this movie and I was kinda shocked by a lot of it because mm-hmm. it it is man, it doesn't A, it doesn't really pull any punches. Yeah. Uh, Storyline wise. And it's, it's not afraid to pull the rug out from under you a few Mm -hmm. different times in surprising ways. Yeah. Um, I do. That being said, I do think there are a couple of missteps. uh, One, especially towards the very end of the movie Mm -hmm. that I I'll get, we'll get to um, during our recap. Yeah. But uh, I, it's one of the rare movies where like, I'm not really sure what's what's going to happen next.
1: That's for sure. Yeah. I think uh, it was surprising all the way through. Um, and yeah, I think to go back to maybe the point you were originally making, like it is in no way, shape or form a rehash of the first movie It's entirely unique. And Mm -hmm. yeah, trying to guess what's going to happen is tough because it it doesn't really follow any, any kind of formula.
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and I, I read, I did do, I didn't do much research, but I read a little bit about the movie after. Mm -hmm. And I think that was intentional that they, you know, just wanted to eschew some, uh, yeah some, you know, tropes of sequels and of werewolf
1: movies. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you know,
1: yeah, I think, uh, you know, let, to if I can clarify something, because I don't even want, I like, I don't want to give the impression that I, that I thought this is a bad movie. I don't, I don't think it was a bad movie. I think that like, if I was asked to use an adjective to sum this movie up, which I think will kind of explain my, like, I kind I don't know if I liked it feeling is it's very bleak it's, it is very bleak it's yes. like it is not an enjoyable film uh it's no. it's not fun so so I think if the biggest criticism that I would level at this movie is if you compare it to the first one the first one's got a pretty good sense of humor and this yep. one is straightforward As- yeah. no sense of humor yeah it's almost like i feel like we've almost got kind of like a return of the living dead versus return of the living dead three type of situation
0: yeah oh yeah that's a great ex- that's a great comparison okay. um yeah thank you I great comparison that. um <laughs> <laughs> i'm very proud of it, it. and ve- both nihilistic as fuck like yeah they, these are two dark movies mm-hmm. um in a really I, I i dare say one of the more interesting like antagonists in a horror movie that I've seen in a long time. I mean, I guess it depends
1: Uh, on who we're calling the antagonist. (laughs) I,
0: I I mean, the, the, I mean, I don't know why I'm like being coy about it. Okay. So Uh,
1: yeah, if you guys are really interested in watching this movie uh, and you don't want to have the ending spoiled, now would be the time you've heard what we have to say, jump off, go watch it and come back. And if you don't care about spoilers now, Eric and I are going to talk a little bit, at least about, how things end up in in the film.
0: Yeah. And I'm not even going to talk, I'm not even talking about the very end. I, the character of Tyler. Okay. Um, the, the, or the orderly who's Mm -hmm. essentially is sexually abusing, right. Uh, his patients. Yeah. Um, is one of the more interesting, like, because he is hateable, absolutely mm-hmm. hateable. Yeah. But he's also charismatic in a very believable way. Yeah. He's, yes, and he's painted
1: much more like a real life abuser as opposed ex- to a caricature of one from a movie. He never
0: twirls his mustache. Yeah. He's like, he just seems like a, a straight up sociopath. Mm-hmm. And they keep him around. Like, they have to keep interacting with him. Yeah. And they bring him into, like, later you know, later into the movie, they have to call him for help mm-hmm. in a, in a way that felt like so real, like in an yeah. upsetting way, like it's an upsetting right. movie.
1: Like it's, yeah, it's a character who in a perfect world would never come back into the film after they've left him behind. But yeah. again, because of the way that the, that these relationships are much more complicated and hard to extricate yourself from in real life, they call him for help because they need it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I hadn't even really given, I mean, I'd given it some thought, but I think you really hit the nail on the head with that particular plot element that it's like, yeah, this feels like real, this feels like a real victim abuser cycle. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so it,
0: if, if you haven't watched the movie, you can see what we're talking about, about mm-hmm. it being a bleak, a bleak movie. It's, it's one that deals with drug addiction. Although in this case, it's like a metaphorical drug addiction yeah and abuse, like institutional abuse Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's just kind of never lets up from how weak it
1: is yeah i will say that since i gave my big uh uh disclaimer about spoilers and presumably anybody who's left doesn't mind too much i'm not going to spoil how the movie ends explicitly but i will say that i think if i'm going to dock points anywhere else Mm -hmm. i don't think it handles ghosts Storyline well towards the very end of the film,
0: yes, uh that is the misstep I was talking about, okay, uh, yeah th- there's something that's implied to have happened, and it's yeah that the reveal that it mm-hmm. didn't happen, yeah, I think is a big misstep, and I yeah. think they could have successfully gotten to their ending mm-hmm. with that still being true or just never happening, in the
1: first yeah, movie. I think what ends up happening i to give i I wish I could pull the name of the critic off the top of my head, but I read some reviews of this from when it came out. And one of the reviewers in criticizing her particular plot line compared the end of her story arc to like an episode of Tales from the Crypt uh-huh. with just kind of like a real gotcha twist ending type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's true. And I think I like Tales from the Crypt, but it also like maintains a consistent tone. That show mm-hmm. specifically like I love the comics. I like the movie. Uh, I love the HBO series. Uh, I think it was a lot of fun, and it was like a great showcase for a lot of people to either horror directors to show off in short form, or for other directors to kind of stretch their legs. But, anyways, f- forget that sidetrack for a second. I do think you need to can, you need to maintain that tone, and this movie's so bleak. And then all of a sudden, it's like the ending feels like an ending from a completely different movie.
0: Yeah, it feels like an EC Comics ending. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that wasn't uh, like my biggest gripe. wasn't with that specifically it's mm-hmm. it is it is essentially just a, a false rape accusation oh yeah that that, <laughs> that kind of right. leads to the that that was my biggest mm-hmm. um complaint
1: sure. i don't think that was handled well i don't think it's necessary it's pretty rushed and it's it's a little clumsy i mean i will say at least like there's some reckoning for it um yeah like uh bridget doesn't let her off the hook on it you know it kind of she gets distracted and isn't able to like that confrontation doesn't finish but at least it's not it's it's something that the the writer of the film is like acknowledges that that kind of very troublesome thing has happened
0: you know yeah yeah uh
1: lots to talk about
0: with this movie
1: definitely um well let's start by talking about the production of the film um so the first Ginger Snaps, obviously, uh, you know, it was a smaller release, did pretty well in Canada, um, really found a second wind on video, right? Mm-hmm. As many of these smaller horror movies do. So made enough money, had enough of a following to uh, interest the production company and, and the producers in trying to make a sequel So there were no hurdles this time around with getting it made. Everybody was pretty much uh, on the same page. Like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, The brain trust behind the first Ginger Snaps, uh, specifically John Fawcett, the director, and Steve Hoban, the producer, and a couple other people involved, uh, Paula Devonshire, another producer as well, pretty much all put their heads together and said, none of us really wants to just do the same thing we did on the last one. I don't want to, you know. Um, But they they wanted to, and this is, I mean, I'm going to believe the Ginger Snaps 2 press release, that this sort of beautiful communist dream that they are selling is sort of true. And basically they all said, let's hand the the reins off to some new people. Let's give some opportunities. So for instance, the director of this film, uh, of Ginger Snaps 2, is a guy named Brett Sullivan, who was the editor of Ginger Snaps. Um, Okay. And had done a couple of short films that were well-received, but this was his first feature directing gig. Um, But, you know, he had a relationship with the filmmakers and they said, okay, yeah, we're going to do that. And then the writer, uh, a woman named Megan Martin, her first ever feature script, um, they read over 150 um, just spec scripts to try to find somebody that they wanted to have write this. So, uh, they read a spec script of hers that they really liked and said, "Hey, she's got the right tone." And they knew they wanted uh, a female writer again uh, mm-hmm. because, again, this movie certainly feels—I mean, it just like it feels very authentic and very honest in yes in the way that it handles. I mean, specifically, Bridget, her character in this movie undergoes so much trauma, <laughs> and it's like very mm. specifically. A lot of it is, is, you know, like we talk about the the sexual abuse, the um, and then there's kind of like another sister dynamic here as well with the ghost character um, Mm -hmm. where it's almost a a switching of the roles where Bridget goes from the little sister role to kind of a big sister role in this one. But again, it's like it feels very authentically written from from a female perspective. And so they liked Megan Martin's script and they said, yeah, we want uh, we're going to have her write this. Um, And so that's kind of how it came together was they were just handing off the reins, right? Um, So the producer of this one, uh, I mentioned her name, Paula Devonshire, was somebody who was like, I think a line producer or something like that on the first movie. And, you know, the producer of the first film said, okay, well, you're going to get a promotion here and you're going to take over from me. And they all just sort of stayed on in more sort of executive producer roles. So I thought that was pretty interesting and like... It just felt, I mean, pardon my stereotyping, but to read the interviews where they talk about this, it's like, wow, that's so Canadian. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that that <laughs> shit would never happen in Hollywood.
0: <laughs> this is the socialized healthcare of movie making. Yeah,
1: Yeah, in Hollywood, you hire an assistant and you string them along for 10 years saying, oh yeah, so, you know, I'll let you direct stuff, I'll let you write. <laughs> and then finally, when they threaten to quit after a decade, you're like, all right, fine, you can direct one episode of my show. And then, right, yeah um yeah so that's most of what i wanted to talk about uh cast wise uh emily perkins returns as bridget Catherine isabel uh eric proved uh proved me wrong he, eric was right that she so ginger is not alive here but she appears as uh a ghost essentially or a hallucination yeah, a, a vision yeah
0: uh i do like that they stuck to their guns with that like Mm -hmm. ginger's dead she's remains dead
1: yeah uh yeah absolutely that's the first of many times when this movie zigs instead of when you expect it to zag where i was just like well she's in the movie then she's coming back to life right Mm -hmm. that was my assumption last week and here here i am with egg on my face (laughs) um so the other really noteworthy casting note here is this is the feature film debut of tatiana maslany um the star and Emmy winner from uh, John Fawcett's Orphan Black. So this is their right. first time working together, as far as I know. Um, Fawcett, very hands-off, just executive producer, so I don't even think he was on set much. Uh, you know, he definitely, the movie has his blessing, but uh, obviously she, I'm going to go on, on a limb and say that maybe her performance in this movie caught his eye, caught somebody's eye. Um because I, even though I do have my complaints about her story arc, I think she's very good uh, from yeah, from she a is. performance perspective.
0: Um, she's now uh, She Hulk or something. I think I just it just is
1: she. She got that was announced today. Oh well, yeah. good for her. Yeah, I know she just had a had a run in the Perry Mason miniseries on HBO. Oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, which I've heard is good, and um, I know her character is <laughs> based on someone very specific. I can't remember the name of, but it was some 1930s, like, uh, revivalist sort of preacher woman who was very powerful. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'll Google it at some point while you're talking. Okay. <laughs> but now it's not the time. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I didn't want, you know, this is, like like we said, we'll talk about this a little bit more next week. So they, they shot this back-to-back with part three, uh, and they shot it all in um i want to say this is edmonton um Mm -hmm. yeah and just some cool like a couple of quick cool behind the scenes things uh so this is shot in a real abandoned hospital (laughs) um wow yeah so they basically found uh a hospital that like had three main buildings and one of them had been closed down for decades i think and so they saw it, and they said, "Okay, well, this is perfect. We're gonna." And then they had to bring in, a, a, you know, a set creepy. Yeah, they had to bring in a crew to make parts of it look usable. And then the parts that we see later on of like the abandoned hospital—that's pretty much what that hospital wow. looks like. Yeah, which is terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's like that movie set- Session nine. Did you ever see Session nine? I
1: did see Session nine. Uh, it was all in the. Um...
0: Uh, Danvers mental institution right. which is ab- abandoned.
1: Yeah, that's uh, on the East Coast, right?
0: Yeah, in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Terrifying. Have you thing. ever been there? Real life haunted. Uh I've driven by there from the sky it looks like a bat. It's it's real real weird. Interesting. Yeah. And like p- p- i mean i don't i'm not really much of a ghost believer Mm -hmm. but you know it feels it's supposed to be real legit haunted sure
1: yeah i mean i don't believe in ghosts either but also like i'm not so strong as to like i will be places and be like this place is scary and i don't want to be here anymore yeah oh yeah yeah
0: (laughs) for sure for sure um there's definitely yeah there was like one night where i slept over a friend's house and uh I had this, like, the most intense, realistic dreams I'd ever had in my life that all took place within the, the room I was sleeping in. Ooh. And in the dreams, people would come in and just talk to me, and I thought it was, like, really them talking mm-hmm. to me in real life. And I woke up, and I was like, the next morning, like, she came out of her bedroom, and I was like, I got the weirdest sleep last night. I had the weirdest dreams. So, like, oh, yeah, this used to be a, a, a morgue, a mortuary. Like a set, a, a, and I was like,
1: uh, oh, Ooh. no, funeral home, funeral home. <laughs> okay. Was, like, yeah. Huh okay interesting
0: glad i didn't know that last night
1: (laughs) (laughs) but in a way you did know. yeah yeah um that's that is cool um let's see other things um so special effects on this one uh we have joining the party uh familiar to i think killstreakers and certainly to uh big time horror fans so this is a knb special effects film yeah i noticed that yeah uh, and I think it shows. I think that um, no, without, uh, I, I don't want to insult the effects from the first movie at all, but I do think that the special effects in this film are better. The, wolf,
0: um, the wolves look way better. Yes. And
1: I think uh, not to pat myself on the back, but I think you can attribute a lot of that to the fact that this wolf has fur <laughs> And it just yes. looks... Yeah, it does. It's just easier to make a, a, a wolf, a werewolf-looking creature if it has fur. And
0: not seen a lot. Like, it, yeah. only seen in parts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And once again, no digital effects. Um, so this is all practical. Uh, the wolf has an animatronic head for close-ups with a bunch of different motors to control the jaw and the eyes and the ears. and um, Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. There's a couple shots that are probably linger a little too long, but for the most part, I had a real positive feeling about the special effects in this one. Um, anything else we really need to talk about? I don't think so. I think that pretty much covers what I wanted to say. Slightly larger budget uh, than the first one. Pretty big Mm -hmm. budget for uh, a Canadian film, uh, especially in this era And I will say that with all of that and with all of my positive feelings about the movie, uh, all of my mild criticisms regarding the look and feel of this Canadian film production are still there Uh
0: in this one for me. Oh, really? See, I thought it looked much better.
1: Really? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like it looks very professional, but it just still has that look that's like, this doesn't look like a movie. It looks more like a TV show.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I slightly disagree. Um, it, to me, it felt more like just a low budget movie from that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it looked less like a TV show. Gotcha. Uh, darker. It's like it's a dark movie.
1: Yeah, it is, and I think that helps uh, certainly. But I do think that like just the use of again, it comes back to the, like the use of light. I think mm-hmm. just feels. And I mean, maybe I'm just exposing myself as a cinematic xenophobe, but it, hey, it
0: xenophobe, man. It feels... you're, you're trying to make American cinema great again.
1: Sure. But I'll say this, like, I don't feel this way about Japanese horror movies. I think uh, mm. Korean horror movies all look good. So, you know, yeah. the, the Asian continent's getting it right as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, that's all I have to say. Let's not go any further down this road. Um, is there anything you wanted to add or perhaps you'd like to know about the, the, uh, production of this film? No, I don't think
0: so. If anything comes up during the recap, we can, uh, we can revisit, but in the meantime, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Okay. We get a real bad looking title card. I hate to say stupid looking (laughs) font. It moves in a really dumb way. Uh, and right off the bat, I said before I was coming in with low expectations, and that was like okay. I guess I'm right. gonna have to settle in for uh, a pretty bad movie. But mm-hmm. Luckily, that wasn't the case. Um, over the credits, we get some some snippets from the first movie, like sound bites, like out by uh, out by sixteen or dead in the scene together forever, uh, which is kind of like it is over. This like scary footage of a woman shaving her whole body.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, maybe the first time that's been used to like horrific effect of this like <laughs> it's like it's it's sort of like the the opening of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with like the the pictures of the corpses, but it's like a woman shaving her back.
1: The whole thing has the feel of like a low rent uh, nine inch nails video. Yeah, from, yeah, and like, I even run the, the late nineties industri- industrial music playing. Yeah,
0: um, and then she starts cutting. It's, it's Bridget. Spoiler mm. right. It's Bridget. Yeah. She starts cutting her arm with a scalpel. Oh yeah, I didn't even mention there's a big self harm uh, plot in this movie subplot. Uh, yeah, blood drips down the side of the tub. She's shooting up Monk's hood. Uh, like it's heroin. She has track marks, like gross looking track marks on her arm. Yep. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. The, cut, cut the live... cutting. Sorry. I was just gonna say the cutting stuff mm-hmm. is also, if you've ever uh, known anyone or yourself been someone who self harms, it's like, it's very deliberate. It's not like, Ooh, a nod to it's like, she's literally, you can, there's lines and lines. There's and lines. On her arm. Yeah. It's very recognizable. One of my good unsettling. friends, sisters, um,
0: I, I mean, I assume, I hope she's better, uh, was at least when I knew her a cutter, and it was very much the same, like orderly lines. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, yeah. it's not like you're not like all cut up to shit, it's just like like orderly yeah. lines up and down her arms. Mm-hmm. Felt pretty authentic and sad. Um, so then we're at the library. Bridget, she pulls out some books about bloodletting uh, and something else, and this nerd guy who looks like a skinny hairy Knowles. second time he's come up in this movie series yeah
1: he was in freddie versus jason right yeah oh this guy was yeah this guy yeah oh
0: i didn't know that i thought tyler oh. was
1: uh tyler in Freddy versus
0: jason oh maybe i just misread
1: the trivia wrong yeah this uh, guy Jer- is jeremy yes name. jeremy played by brendan fletcher he's the dude he's like the the goofy guy who's in the mental asylum with uh, oh my god! With I did, Jason I, Ritter. yeah, That's him? Yeah. Oh, him I Fletcher. didn't even recognize
0: him because he has a beard in this one. He looks different. Yeah. He's, like, like, he's a handsome guy, but he doesn't look very handsome in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's like, I'm on to you. You come here late at night. Stay until all the other avid readers are gone. You're attracted to me, but you fear rejection you're just waiting for that perfect moment and she just like leaves <laughs> like in the middle of his <laughs> of his come on yeah um, she's got a couple of past overdue books um, and she uh, he points that out and she gets freaked out and just immediately leaves I don't know why she gets so freaked out about her overdue account <laughs>
1: she's on the run you know she can't uh, she can't have anybody paying too much attention we don't know that yet but you know anyway, yeah. spoiler no. she's on the run.
0: Uh, it's in the city this time, not in the suburbs. It's winter. The Canadian winter seems very cold. God, it looks um, awful. Yeah, it looks awful. She walks back to the shitty motel. Uh, she's deep into self harm. She's tracking her doses of monk monkshood in a notebook, and um, essentially keeping track of how long in between cravings or in between like feeling like she needs another hit.
1: Yeah, and also she's tracking how long between it takes to heal. To her, heal, that's right. That's that's yeah. the self
0: harm connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we hear Ginger in her mind, "You're healing faster and faster, aren't you? That shit's not a cure, you know. It just slows the transformation. It doesn't stop it. B, nothing will stop it. So the uh, monkshood from the first movie doesn't seem to be the end all, be all cure that we once thought it was. Yeah. I can
1: only assume that Jason is in his
0: own private hell
1: somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, this is as good a time as any to talk about. This all begs the question, in the mythology of the Ginger Snaps movies, are we to assume that once you transform into the werewolf, you just are a werewolf? It's not like a back and forth kind of thing.
0: It seems that way.
1: Yeah. Um, it
0: seems that way. Well, uh, wow, yeah. I didn't think about that. I, I guess it does. Yeah, You just. Well, you just become the werewolf and that's it. That's you what it seems like. Yeah. Human. yeah, there's no There's no s- scenes of Ginger switching back and forth between It It's just right. a slow evolution.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's in keeping with what we talked about last week where the intention that they had to make it almost more of a medical condition, like uh-huh. a virus, than something supernatural.
0: Yeah, I, I, I never thought about that. Um, also, I, I would like to bring up, so there's a, a wolf that is pursuing... Uh, Bridget, throughout Mm -hmm. this movie. And it's never revealed who that wolf is. Yeah. And then part of me was like, is it Jason? Because he's the only wolf unaccounted for from the first movie. Right. Right. And then I, I saw specifically... They, the directors and writers say like no it's not jason it's
1: it, it's, it's just it's just a werewolf it's just right? a werewolf. It's yeah. all they yeah. ever want us to know it's just a male werewolf
0: and so i in some ways i do think that's another one of the missteps i think there's a mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, i'm like kind of split on it because i don't like to explain everything in horror movies but i think yeah. it's a missed opportunity for some sort of reveal
1: Sure. I mean, it's another one of those things that I think goes back to something I said at the beginning, which is I respect it as a choice. I don't know how much I enjoyed it as a choice, you know. Yeah. It's like good for them for not caving to this like more familiar trope where you want it to be a reveal as to who who was it? It was someone we knew all along, right? right. Which is what most movies would do, and this movie is like, no, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, it's just you know? a werewolf. Yeah. Mhm uh so she
0: injects some more monkshood there's a cool shot that the the hypo the syringe just s- sticks in the floor like you're dropping a knife onto a, like a wooden floor i don't think i've mm-hmm. ever seen that in a movie um and then yeah ginger's in the room with her uh bridget is biting her toothbrush in pain um she's like all curled up in a fetal position then she se- she senses something outside and uh ginger's like do you feel it you're not alone he found you again she freaks out. She starts packing her stuff. She runs out the door and right into Jeremy, who's there from the library.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he's sh- shooting his shot. <laughs> he's
0: shooting his shot hardcore. He followed her all the way to a shitty motel in a <laughs> bad part of town. Uh, he brought the library books that she left there. And he's like, I know this goes against uh, library etiquette, but I looked you up. Um, then he like looks past her. He sees the syringe and everything and kind of puts it all together. He gets her in his car. He's going to get her some help. And then as he's buckling her in, the driver's side window shatters. And it's a fucking werewolf. Uh, it attacks him. Blood sprays all over Bridget. And he gets dragged away. Mm-hmm. Uh, body counts of one. I was always sort of suspecting that he would come back. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, so now this is – you raise another good – point that I had a question about which is now is as good a time as I need to talk about a little bit of a spoiler but for a werewolf movie the other thing that this movie shockingly has none of is there's no turning of werewolves at all yeah there's it's, it's just and it's just uh, people just get killed they just get mauled by the wolves but yeah. there is you know in the first one obviously we have Ginger and Jason and Bridget all. You know, in some phase of being infected and turning, and in this one, we're just continuing to follow, follow Bridget, and that's it. There's that's no it. one else. Uh, yeah. You know, she doesn't scratch anybody, and they survive the the werewolf chasing her. So, again, a really common thing you'd expect to have in a werewolf movie that they just uh, we just don't don't get here. Yeah. Uh, so he gets dragged off. Bridget
0: stumbles around and finally collapses into a snow drift, and we get a fade to white. Uh, we see. Gingers, Hey, sleepyhead, it's time. And then Bridget wakes up, opens her eyes. She's in a hospital bed, hooked up to an IV. Um, she's She kind of gets around and sees that she's locked in the room. And then through her window in the door, we see across the hallway to a woman in full-on, like, co- covered in bandages, looking creepy as fuck, looking back at her. That, we later learn, is Grandma Barbara. Mm-hmm. Uh, We meet Alice Severson. She comes in. She runs the outreach program here at Happier Times Care Center. Uh, Bridget asks if they found Jeremy. And then we get some, like, flashes of, like, blood and body parts in the snow. Um, And, yes, he's dead. Alice insists that the blood on her was from the cuts on her arm. Um, And then uh, she's, like – I like that Alice is continuously trying to, like – tough talker be like i know what you're Mm -hmm. going through when i was using i was convinced that the deaf norwegian (laughs) prep cook that lived next door was trying to amputate my legs
1: yeah (laughs) um so uh alice is played by an actor named janet kidder um and she's got a bunch of credits but the one that really stuck out to me for uh for killstreakers is she is in bride of chucky um do you remember when they, I want to say they stay at a, the motel and yeah. there's like this con artist couple. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And she's like in lingerie and she's like the, the, the female half of that couple. Oh no shit. That's fine. Yeah. And it's the only thing. Yeah. The only thing that I really recognize her friend, I think she's good. And I think that just like, again, like kudos to this movie for a lot of things that it does one of them i think you were just sort of hitting on this she's always trying to like relate to bridget yeah but she never becomes like nurse ratchet she never becomes like obnoxious she is pretty much just earnestly trying to run a rehab
0: and you always expect it to turn into nurse ratchet that's a great Mm -hmm. that's a great example um i I was the whole time i was like okay when's she gonna turn bad and she never does she just yep and it feels very authentic, like the the I, I've never been in, in like a sober living or like a anything mm-hmm. like that. But I, I know people who have, and it just seems like there's that there is the like the former addict who now works at the rehab and is trying to like, yeah. hey, I know what you're going through here,
1: right? Um, yeah, there's a lot of characters here that the script and the director and the actors all work together to kind of keep them from slipping into caricature. And unfortunately, I feel like the where that fails a little bit, or at least where The ones that they have the least success with, unfortunately, are like the ones who are on screen the most. I think that Bridget and we're going to meet Ghost shortly. I don't think they slide all the way into caricature. And I think they still do pretty well with them. But it's like those two characters are maybe the least authentic feeling of the whole cast of characters that we get.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I don't know that I ever felt that way. But Ghost Ghost is the one. Ghost is the character that I I am the most divided about because I think Mm -hmm. there's so much about her that I really like. Yeah, uh, but there's some there's some unnecessary. I don't know, like her monologuing and stuff. I didn't really enjoy. I'm like this feels yeah. like too precocious for a kid, mm-hmm. um, and we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it.
1: Yeah, soon, soon, soon. soon.
0: Um. So, uh, this uh, Luke enters. I don't know why I've, I felt the need to. T- <laughs> it's he never comes up again. An orderly named Luke enters. And uh, takes a blood sample from her. I guess is he like the poor man's?
1: He's he's like the poor man's Judd Nelson one.
0: Yeah, maybe he might be the dark-haired one. He no, he, I don't remember. I, oh, I did want to say uh, Alice Everson very much has Joan Cusack vibes.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, you know Chicago is pretty close to Canada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, one of one of the uh one of the nurses who isn't uh Jeremy, uh I the whole time he was in the movie I'm like he looks like what hap- what we assume happens to Judd Nelson if he just continues drinking and doesn't get all oh, straight and narrow.
0: I'm sorry, you said Judd Nelson, I was picturing Judge Reinhold <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, that's Marcus. I did write his name down. Okay, that's a different. That's, that's a, a different, different guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. I got
1: it. Okay. Um.
0: So you may be wondering why is there a burn victim next to a rehab? It's because due to budget cutbacks, they also have uh, patients overflow from the hospital. And that woman, Barbara, was badly burned in a fire. And her granddaughter, the platinum blonde girl named Ghost, is there until they can find her some foster care
1: mm-hmm yeah i feel like they want they're almost i feel like she's supposed to be albino maybe oh yeah, maybe, is that yeah. the idea because well, her really eyebrows think... are also like white
0: yeah yeah i didn't think about that
1: yeah um uh you're just so much smarter than me mike <laughs> so much i don't than think observance. that I, I don't think that's true i think i might yeah, be more observant and that's <laughs> also because you're writing a you know two hour recap
0: and yeah it's true <laughs> um that. So she shows Barbara. She shows, I'm sorry, Bridget around. Uh, and then Ghost is right behind them. Uh, and, and then a patient, I think it must be Beth Ann, pulls her hair. The other patients are very mean to Ghost. Yeah. Um, there's some
1: character with them.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some issue. I, I didn't really enjoy those characters. Yeah. Um, Bridget kind of uh, freaks out and runs, tries to escape. The alarm goes off chase chaser she gets cornered in a stairwell uh and that's where we meet tyler um the the abusive orderly we don't know that yet he's handsome and one thing i really liked was that they kind of set him up to be the nice guy like in in, in a lesser mm-hmm. movie he's like the yeah. hero
1: i mean he's just complicated right he's yeah. not black and white he is an abuser and he's a kind of a sociopath, but he's also like very charming. Yeah. And he also like everything that happens with him up until the end, uh, the sort of accusations that you mentioned, it's like, well, you know, it's all that kind of soft coercion that yeah. we're all learning is, you know, all part of, of, for lack of a better way to put it, rape culture. Right. Yeah. and, yeah, so it's like all of his transgressions are always shaded enough that it's like, well, yeah, but I guess you could maybe, you know, especially if you're the type of person who's an apologist for that sort of behavior, yeah. it leaves a room for interpretation.
0: And it's really interesting, and it's something that, like, initially I was like, oh, man, this is gross, but, like, this is a horror movie. Its, its intent is to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So it worked for me. Uh, so then, yeah, the Judd, the Judd Nelson one you mentioned is Marcus. He's there as well. They catch her and they lock her back up. Uh, then it's time for group time. She uh, because her clothes are full of blood, she has to wear a happier times T-shirt that has a smiling <laughs> wheelchair on. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Velcro a nice sneakers. touch. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, There's a girl named Winnie who's like this like poet writer girl. She's crying and sharing Um, the coral. She's like this very blunt, abusive Asian girl tells a doctor that she's going to make Winnie drink her own piss if she keeps carrying on like that. Um, (laughs) They don't do that. You know, that's something else. They don't they don't really do a great job with the uh, the other patients at the facility. We never really get to know them, but they're all pretty abrasive.
1: Yeah, but I'll say this, though. Like, the flip side of that is I have a note that was, like, I really was hoping that they were not going to spend the whole movie in the mental or the Me rehab too. clinic. Me too. Because it's, like, it just it feels kind of claustrophobic, and it's also, like, I've seen that movie, you know, yeah. a, a, a few different times. And they don't, uh, and I was grateful for that. But also it's, like, yeah, then at that point you do have to give up some of, like, yeah. The time and depth you would go into with like I think the other patients. For sure. For sure.
0: And the fact that we're having this level of nitpick
1: about mm-hmm. a horror movie that we are covering says a yeah. lot
0: for this movie, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this movie only it's funny cuz it's almost like it really only suffers in comparison to itself. Yeah. To like the 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 parts of it that feel really sort of very authentic for a movie like this and like very well developed those, those, the contrast between those elements of the movie and then the parts that don't work as well, becomes starker. Mm -hmm. Whereas like a movie could get away with just being a lot less, uh, you know, realistic and well thought out (laughs) if it was just consistent all the way through. Uh, so the doctor asks Bridget, she's kind of going around the
0: room. It's Eleanor is the doctor um it like what's what's your best case scenario and she says my best case scenario is hair everywhere but my eyeballs elongation of my spine till my skin splits teats and a growing tolerance and maybe even affection for the smell of feces not just my own and then excruciating death (laughs) (laughs) eleanor writes lesbian on her <laughs> on her pad and underlines it. <laughs> yeah,
1: was, very... was really funny. That was probably the best joke in the whole movie. Yeah, it is. It really is.
0: <laughs> and it's uh, and in retrospect it's really just like a tossed off joke. It's not mm-hmm. followed up on. Yeah. Uh so in the office with Alice Severson, um she we're in her office. Uh she wants to know what Bridget was shooting and she takes her jacket off and she has a fucking deaf leopard tattoo. Did you notice I that? I missed that. No, oh, yeah, she I didn't. has a deaf leopard tattoo. <laughs> wow. Um. So she's asking Bridget that, and she's like, she lights up a cigarette and opens a window, and while she's distracted, Bridget grabs a piece of glass from one of her picture frames, uh, and then warns warns Alex that if you keep me here, people are going to die. And then back back to Bridget's room, that was perceived as a threat, so they're locking her back up. Uh she's in a room and then somebody slips something under her door. Um oh no, I'm sorry. Somebody whispers to her, "If you keep me here, people are going to die." So it's it's ghost. She'd been mm-hmm. listening to that conversation and was kind of repeating it back to her. Uh then she cuts, she breaks that glass and starts cutting her thighs, hides a piece under the sink. Back in Alice's office, her her blood works back and they discovered that the thing in her system is the monk's hood and um one dude knows all about it thankfully and uh, he says that it's (laughs) wolfsbane that's something that i i didn't look it up i don't know if monkshood is real i don't know if it actually Mm -hmm. is wolfsbane but it's kind of cool that they waited until part two to reveal that it's wolfsbane when they could have just said that Mm. in part one
1: it is it is holy shit Yeah.
0: yeah that's like very smart of ginger snaps one to just say "Oh, it's monkshood and never Mm -hmm. point out that it's it's wolfsbane you know like that's cool that's cool um and he says like this would send an average adult into septic shock uh ghost ghost gorsh (laughs) (laughs) oh gorsh gorsh um ghost is eavesdropping my son his impression of when he was little Uh littler his impression of (laughs) goofy was gorsh what a gorshy day (laughs) (laughs) it's not bad and then (laughs) yeah it's not bad and then also he's been saying why i yoda yoda (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i thought that was really funny and i asked him today like i I I said why i oughta and he kind of laughed and like you know when you say yoda that's not how, what it really is. Like, Oh, I thought it was uh-huh. just Yoda. Cause it sounded like Yoda and Auda is not a word. I'm like, yeah, it's, I like yours better. Honestly. Sure. Anyway, she's eavesdropping, uh, Tyler, the, the manipulative, the like abuser eyes, the vials of monk's blood, monk, monk's bane on the desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noted that ghost is dressed crazily in the scene. She has like purple tights, short purple shorts and a lime green long sleeve shirt. Weird. yeah
1: yeah she definitely has uh some out there wardrobe choices for the whole movie
0: yeah her grandma's all fucked up in her bedroom uh she's like wheezing and like looks fucking miserable and ghost has a bag of comics stashed in a vent she pulls one out and there's a werewolf comic and sees like wolf wolf's bane Wolfsbane mentioned so she's starting to put the pieces together uh, Bridget comes out of her bathroom and Tyler's just there in her room, and um, he's like, "It's amazing the things you find at a place at night." And he has the monk's hood, and she's like, "Are you going to give it to me?" He's like, "Mm-hmm," but what do I, what do I get, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, "You know, I get to do it. I get to inject you with it, and I get to choose where." Like, oh, yeah. what a fucking yeah.
1: creep! It's real creepy.
0: And he tells her to pull her pants down. She's like, "Fuck you." And he's like, "Nah, that's way out of line," and he packs his stuff up and leaves uh, quickly, establishing that's like, "Hey, I I hold the power here, you know. When mm-hmm. you're when you're jonesing enough, you're gonna come to me." Uh, Ghost is at the nurse station. She's making a collage out of comic books. Uh, that's something that we see a lot in this movie. She she's always making like kind of new characters
1: mm-hmm. with
0: parts from comic books that she's cutting out and kind of drawing on herself. Um. Tyler's there he, he comes back, he sends her back to a room and there's a dog, Rocky, who's super cute and uh, of course, just by introducing a cute dog in a horror movie, yeah. you know that thing's gonna die. I mean, sometimes they survive sometimes sometimes uh, you don't the- listen, this is my message to filmmakers out there. You don't have to kill the dog. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a scene where the dog runs is barking the door opens, they run off into the woods and you hear it. Yelp. It doesn't have to happen. You can do something else.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't need to cover that. Um, they're in, they're in the, um, the communal area watching a movie about like alien abduction, which seems inappropriate (laughs) for a borderline, like (laughs) mental institution. Yeah. Um, what the the like pretty girl, Beth Ann, starts fucking pegging pennies at the back of Ghost's head. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody starts joining in.
1: They're a real bunch of B-words.
0: They are, yeah. And she's like, it's an ancient game, throwing pennies at the local moron or midget.
1: <laughs> real bad attitudes.
0: Dropping the M-word. Um, and Beth Ann is like, in the way of Bridget and the tension starts. She's like trying to watch TV. The tension ramps up and finally Bridget grabs her by the back of the hair and slams her against the wall. Um, so she storms out Bridget storms out ghosts, ghost follows her. Um, and she's like vicious yet restrained. That's noble compared to what you could have done to her. Bridget tells her to get lost. Um, so then later, in the in ghost's room she's reading her comic book with her fucking poor moaning miserable <laughs> grandmother who's constantly yeah. in pain right
1: who apparently can't talk i guess that seems to be what what they're insinuating that the fire also destroyed her ability to communicate in any way
0: yeah um, and so ghost is reading a comic book about a woman like a, a woman who has killer werewolves under her command um. So and she passes it to Bridget under Bridget's door. And the next day, uh, Bridget's helping Marcus pass out really disgusting, gross lunches, like <laughs> Jello cup and two Salisbury steaks with no gravy on them. <laughs> When's the last time you had a Salisbury steak?
1: Oh God. Uh, I don't know that I've had one since high school.
0: Yeah, same, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have. They served them in the diner that I worked at. I, I, uh-huh. I was a short order cook and I was a waiter on this, in this diner. And we definitely uh, sold them there. It's probably the last time I had a Salisbury steak.
1: Yeah. I mean, as, as a, an avid cook and a former professional, I always like to believe that you can make any, a good version of anything. But it's yeah, like it's hard for ask. me to imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's like what would a really good Salisbury steak like we would just you'd have to turn it into something else. Yeah. You know?
0: Okay, so what is a Salisbury steak for you? Because the diner that we we mm-hmm. uh, for us it was ground beef, like yeah. a, an elongated ground beef patty. Yes.
1: Yeah. With, it has that weird it's like a Burger King chicken sandwich
0: shape. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um with peppers and onions
1: and gravy. Hmm. So I'm used to having it, no peppers and onions, just gravy and usually almost always on mashed potatoes.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, served with mashed potatoes and like a vegetable of the day kind of thing. But There was definitely peppers. I remember peppers in the ones that we served.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was someone who liked bell peppers, I'd be like, well, that's an improvement. But I think that bell peppers are actually shit. Oh, I like bell peppers. I mean, red bell peppers are okay. Green bell peppers can fuck off.
0: Yeah, I I prefer the the red or the orange, and I'll just eat them shits raw. Let's
1: eat them. You know, did you know uh, food trivia fact? You know, they're all the same plant. Yes, I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. Just uh, picked at different different times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In there. Uh, You're frozen for me right now, but I will also say that tea also, like white tea versus green tea versus black Mm -hmm. tea is all the same plants, just different aging process for the tea for the, yeah, it's
1: roasted for black tea. Yeah. Can you hear me again? I can. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yes. That is also true. And a great trivia fact. Good cover. No one will ever know anything happened. <laughs> Shall um, we return to the movie? Let's return to the
0: movie. <laughs> um, so uh, ghost says to her, you didn't like it when Tyler came into your room, you did you? The others do. He tells me everything. We have an understanding. Uh, Do you turn at a full moon? So she, like, knows she's a fucking werewolf. Mm -hmm. And Bridget's like, you watch too many horror movies. Well, I'm not allowed to watch horror movies or read comic books or eat gluten. It's pretty early on the gluten-free thing.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, uh, the people who aren't making up gluten allergies because they just don't want to eat gluten uh, have been around for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Ulcerative colitis, celiac disease. Those are real serious conditions that uh, it's, you know, it's kind of like if I can get on my soapbox for a second, it's just like people taking the idea of service animals and uh, Uh muddying the waters with this made up idea of emotional support animals, which in rare cases are a real thing that are very important for people. It is not an excuse to take your fucking pet dog on an airplane. And I fucking love dogs. I yeah. don't
0: like seeing dogs on planes. I don't want a dog on a plane.
1: Well, right. I mean, the, the time you when it. you should... Unless you really yeah. Need it. And, like, I mean, this has been said by lots of people ad nauseum elsewhere. But, you know, if you're going to have a dog out in the cabin of a plane, it should be a service animal that is trained to be in situations like that. Yeah. And to behave. And, and yeah, it's all, it's all people... It's all wrapped up in the same thing, which is we live in a society full of people who just don't care about the impact they have on other
0: people. So entitled. I agree. All right, back to the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she she tells Bridget, I know where Tyler keeps his stash. Uh, Ginger appears to Bridget in her room. Like we need to talk these last few days. I've been feeling very left out. Uh, And it's Bridget's like, it's starting. She's starting to turn and Ginger says there's only two options. either either give up or give in Mm -hmm. Bridget looks in the mirror and her, in her ear is elongating. It's fucking gnarly. She takes her piece of glass, slices the top of her ear off. It was brutal to watch. It was. Yeah. Flushes it down the toilet. Uh, and then we see ghost kind of sneaking away and down an abandoned portion of the hospital. We hear like a groaning, like a man groaning. And uh we see through a window. It's Tyler getting blown by coral for drugs. Uh she finds she like steals Tyler's stash of like he has a he has a, a cachet of just like drugs yeah. that he gives to the ladies and yeah. basically just in return of for sexual favors gives them their drug of choice uh bridget's puking uh she in uh she's in the bathroom like in in the communal bathroom puking and ghost slips the syringe under the door stall for her and she picks it up she's gonna inject it but then tyler comes in oh no i'm getting i'm getting confused um tyler catches catches ghost with it with the syringe and he's like, if you touch my stuff again, I'll tell Alice where you keep your comics.
1: Oh, yeah. We jumped ahead a little bit. There. Yeah. Is that sorry. what happened? Okay. No, that's okay.
0: Did I miss something?
1: Well, I thought you were right, but we must have skipped over something. Mm. Eh, whatever. No, I think you're in the right spot. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. So she did give the She gives a syringe to Bridget. She's about to shoot up. Uh, she And then Tyler comes into the bathroom and grabs her
1: hmm. Yeah. He busts into the stall. He takes yeah. the syringe from her. Yeah.
0: And he's like, hey, there has to be consequences or there's no order. Give it to me. And he makes her give the give the monk's hood back to him. And he squirts it on the floor right in front of her. He's welcome to rehab, baby. And he leaves and she like laps it off the floor like a dog. <clears> hmm. <throat> ginger appears behind her and she's like you're starting to understand it now aren't you how it all starts with the wanting today you want to fuck him tomorrow you want to bite a hole through his sternum because yeah there's like some weird sexual tension whenever she gets close to tyler well, she keeps, yeah she she's smells him. him she smells yeah. him yeah mm-hmm. and of course he interprets it as like her coming on to him and kind of we know better that it's like more of like she's smelling his like pheromones or shit
1: yeah it's some wolf shit
0: yeah. So then we're in group meditation. It's like a yoga class, meditation class. And <laughs> Eleanor's leading it. it seems wild. Uh, it starts out normal enough. She's like, you know, just breathe deep. Think about your safe space. And then once your hand is in position on your clitoris, we'll begin a gentle counterclockwise rotation. It stuck ev-
1: up on me a little bit.
0: Yeah, it stuck up on me. I was like, "Whoa!" When I was watching it, and everybody starts jilling off, <laughs> all the women.
1: Yeah, uh, Bridget joins in.
0: I'm not gonna lie; it's kind of fucking hot.
1: <laughs> it's 20 women lying on yoga mats, masturbating. Yeah, and like it's interesting.
0: They go for it. Like they don't. see yeah.
1: Obviously, we don't see
0: anything, but they're being realistic with their hand motions under their yeah. yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh and then so eleanor is talking through all of this and she starts describing like tearing a man apart it's like, in his blood it warms your throat and then from behind one of the other girls laying down ginger set, sits up and looks at bridget and is like hey great form b <laughs> like, it's fucking crazy it's very then, yeah and no, Bridget pulls her hand out. She has a fucking wolf's claw out of her. Like, yeah. pulls her hand out of her pants. She has a wolf's full
1: claw. on, Full on. Like, full transformation on the hand. Like, just, yeah.
0: It is. This scene came out of nowhere. <laughs>
1: it was, like, it was, really woke me up. Uh, <laughs> you assholes paying attention? That's basically what it was.
0: <laughs> uh, so then she screams and she wakes up. And everybody looks at her, and she looks
1: at her palms, and they're literally hairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she oh, has hairy man. palms. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's got to be deliberate. Of course it is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, this she movie's go- smarter than I am. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> she goes into the bathroom, and her eyes are changing. Um, and she like straight up she, like taps her eye, her bare eye. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Uh, her ear is back to being pointy and then she starts to slice her throat with a glass, but can't bring herself to do it. Um, she sees Tyler at the nurse's station. He's like, I want you to come to my room. Um, and he's like that, that'd be against the rules. And he like makes her say, please like do it with a smile.
1: Yeah.
0: I hate this guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's a fucking creep.
0: Yeah. He's like, I'll think about it. Um, and then we see ghost outside. She's calling to Rocky, who has who's this like little dog who has a doghouse in the middle of the fucking tundra. It's just like so yeah. so <laughs> cold. I would never leave that dog outside in the winter.
1: Yeah, that there's yeah the, the idea of sending the dog out in the middle of the yeah, night. Like, like okay, all right, Rocky, go to your house. <laughs> time for you
0: to go to your fucking cold house in this like negative twenty degree weather. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. <laughs> Um. Then Tyler finds her and uh, brings her back inside. And then we're like outside. And then something rushes by the camera, and it's a werewolf, baby. <clears throat> uh, Tyler goes to Bridget's room, and uh, she lies back and preps for him to give her the shot. And she like sniffs him when he when he bends over to inject her. And there's like f- we get quick flashes of like him getting torn up. And he's like, there's this vein down here that's very private. Oh, so you shave. Well, I think that's just great. <laughs>
1: oh, he's so gross. It's
0: so gross. And he injects her. She bites her toothbrush. And that's like the, the most – one of the most brutal things is like even when she's injected, she's not having fun. She's like – she yeah. looks like she's in pain.
1: Yeah, and I think that goes to – what I was saying about this movie is that like when I say it's a slog, it's like you know, it's just she's never happy. Everything is always horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the bleakness of it just it makes it hard to watch at times, which I don't think is a knock on the quality of the film. It's just about the totally. sheer, you know, viewability. I don't know. Totally. You yeah. know, it's like the things like this movie's like I don't know. It reminds me of like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, it. I. Yeah. It is. It, it is maybe
0: not as like intense as that movie, but yeah, it is. It's a nihilistic. It's. I. I, I didn't have. I didn't think it was a slog. I have a pretty high tolerance mm. for like movies like that. But yeah. It, it's uh It's definitely a tonal shift from the first movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I will cop to on a personal level being someone who really does seek out like a more escapist entertainment. huh Um, you know, I don't generally like to watch things that are like hard and tough and sad or depressing or just really dark. Yeah, in a general sense, I tend to seek escapist like entertainment in my in my art, and you know.
0: Typically uh, I am the kind of person who wants to get these more extreme experiences, mm-hmm. uh, but lately, hey, I guess I wonder what's been happening lately. No, <laughs> what's, it's been, what's like, different? I, yeah, I've only been wanting to watch horror movies and dumb action movies and like comedies. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. So ghost goes back out to check on Rocky. He's not there. She starts looking around the hotel, the hotel, the hospital for him. <laughs> And there's a, a, like a hole smashed into the side of the building. Um, Bridget's on laundry duty the next day, ghosts in there being a real creepo. Uh, and she's like upset, has something wrapped in a blanket and she like throws it at Bridget. And it's Rocky's head. She thinks Bridget did it. Um, finally bridget's like able to convince her it's like I- how can i even get outside how can i have done this i'm mm-hmm. locked in my room and then she's like i have to get out of here it, like there's something out there it, it found me and then ghost like offers to show her how to get out of the house yeah, fuck. out of the hotel fuck why do not we in the hotel <laughs> no. ha- house tell house hospital hospital <laughs> Like I'm about to like wake up from a coma in a hospital's like, oh finally you've emerged.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to get you out of this coma for fifteen years. Hey, if I'm a figment of your imagination, I'm sorry that you couldn't do better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like my co host my imaginary co host of my podcast isn't some like brunette with bangs with giant knockers. <laughs>
1: it's like a guy that's like me in a lot of ways but different in a few yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's all i could think of (laughs) it's another white guy with a beard
0: (laughs) um so gus said she can get her out but she has to take her with her uh it's bath time for bridget but she's not taking a bath she's climbing up out of the vent she Hell finds yeah. a, uh, a flashlight that ghost hid for her up there. She climbs in. I love a good vent crawling scene. They make <laughs> me claustrophobic. Oh, I was thinking about that. I could never get through that. My my shoulders are too broad to get through that vent. You as well. Your shoulders are too broad. <laughs> Couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely my shoulders are the only thing
0: holding <laughs> me back. Um... Uh, Oh yeah, I was gonna say. I know it's a trope. It's in a, so many movies. People crawling through vents, but I think that would mm-hmm. be noisy as fuck. <laughs> I think. Oh be yeah.
1: Really hard to get out of a vent stealthily. Well, they're yeah, they're not meant to withhold any weight at all. No, <laughs> like they're ductwork. So it, yeah, yeah. So it's literally like every time you if you have you ever tried pressing on a vent from below? Yeah, it's, it's like, like
0: it's like a pie pan or something. <laughs> like you yeah, exactly. It up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyways, I call shenanigans.
0: Yep. Um, she's following like these car these like comic book cutouts that Ghost left for her, which I thought were pretty cool, like Spider Man's arm pointing the way. Mm-hmm. Um so it's pretty cool. She emerges in a boiler room in the abandoned part of the hospital, walks by a room, and Tyler's fucking Beth Ann in there. Um, and Beth Ann, like catches bridget basically after her and tyler have finished
1: yeah uh, tyler gives her some drugs go yeah. figure he gives uh,
0: her some drugs she gets high and then yeah, she I think sees... she's what she's
1: snorting coke or something like that I yeah don't know. i think exactly. that's
0: what it is she sees bridget uh she's acting like it's almost like a hallucinogen though it's like getting higher than i would expect it
1: yeah could be any number of things who knows who knows
0: well, i don't know why i'm being nitpicky about the drugs she's snorting <laughs> <laughs> uh so then ghost comes out of the vent into the boiler room she's looking for bridget um and then beth ann is like watching bridget as she's like trying to bash her way through a wall to get out of there then suddenly the werewolf comes in like smashes uh beth ann into like some plastic like some like yeah there's like like a plastic wall
1: yeah over over two by four structure, like so the wall structure is there, but there's no sheetrock, there's just plastic wrap, and she gets slammed into it, so her face is pressed through the two by four is yeah. th- it's a great image. it's really cool.
0: it is cool um although there's you know there's not a lot of great deaths in this movie,
1: no, I mean that's that's that I mean again, that's not really what this movie is yeah. here to do. Yeah. This movie is here to be. Uh, psychologically punishing, and to deal in themes of addiction and self harm and abuse, and it's like yeah, and a couple of people get eaten by a werewolf along the way.
0: Right. Yeah. I. You also broke up during that, and I'm very happy that I could hear the end of what you're saying, so I could respond to it. Uh. So moving on. Um, they try to. Uh, they try to find a way. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Body count is up to two. Um, uh, and there's a cool shot where we follow the trail of blood on the floor and we see Beth Ann being pulled into a room really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh it's cool. Uh her and Ghost meet up. And they're trying to find a way out. Um but they see Beth Ann's dead body and uh Ghost is like got to pay the ferryman and lays those pennies that she's that Beth Ann was throwing at her on her eyes.
1: Yeah. And this is the first uh time we get an indication that Ghost is like kind of fucked up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and she's like, good luck on your sad journey to the other side. I'm sorry. You were such a cunt. And then Bethan <laughs> looks at her. Uh, so she's not actually dead, but she will be soon. Don't worry. The body. Right. Yeah.
1: hmm. Um, so then the well, werewolf- I suppose that means she could turn into a werewolf. We don't really know.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. We don't know.
1: Yeah. We don't know.
0: Um, the werewolf is in there. It's chasing him through the halls. They bar the door and they're in the crematorium. Uh, Bridget, they're like kind of crawl their way out of like a, the, the hole in the side of the wall. Um, and the werewolf grabs Bridget by the foot and then flings her across the room against the wall, shattering tiles. Her mm-hmm. leg is broken. It looks fucking gnarly. Yeah, there's all a,
1: twisted around.
0: Yeah. And there's a big shard of tile sticking out of her shoulder and uh, she snaps her leg back into place and it heals a little too fast for believability i know she's like has speed up sped up healing yeah. abilities but it's like a broken it's like a compound fracture
1: yeah she like twists it around and then uh, like like seconds later she's running on it
0: yeah um and then the wolf comes up to her and sniffs her they go back into the hole oh no no ghost throws a can to distract the wolf uh, they crawl out of the hole, light a fire <clears throat> to like stop the wolf from coming out of the hole. Get in the car, drive off. Uh, we quickly see Tyler and the nurse finding the overflowing tub and the exposed vent, and then uh, Ghost and Bridget are driving. Um, and Bridget gets Ghost back up to speed, basically like recounting the first movie to her, right um and sets up for us again that like you don't need a silver bullet to kill these wolves. You can just kill them with anything, kill them with a knife. Right. Uh they get to a gas station. There's a guy who works there, blasting rock and roll. Uh lets her use the staff bathroom and she looks at her wound. Her tile wound is already healed. Uh back in the car,
1: I want to say just real quickly. I don't know why, but I really I enjoyed this visit to the auto repair shop, yeah, um it's like, and also, like you know at this point, I'm not gonna worry too much about spoilers. It's like you're definitely getting introduced to a character so that he can get killed later. It's not like we build a relationship with him, right, but I was, but I was like, it's the. I really, for some reason, like the song that's playing, yeah, I don't know what it I don't know what it was, but I was like, well, definitely. I was like, this has to be like a real '70s song. that's just, I don't know. It's probably Canadian or something. And right. Were trying to figure right. out what Night it was. Night Ranger or something. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: Um. So they get back in the car. Bridget realizes, like, it, she's starting to turn. It's happening too fast. She needs monk's Um, and Ghost stole a vial from Tyler, but she doesn't have a needle. So they get to Ghost Ghost's grandmother's cabin. Uh, Bridget's looking for a syringe Um, we find out that Ghost's grandmother Barbara was a provincial curling champion four years in a row (laughs) I thought was funny Uh, she was also a a total lunatic she named Ghost Ghost for some reason they explained why her name is Ghost I didn't completely get it and I didn't rewind to figure out what it was you Um, and I had
1: the exact same experience I just assumed it was because of what she looked like but you're right. She does say like, well, yeah, she always called me ghost. And then I don't know why I zoned out for the next 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was, it's basically something like she was like into aversion therapy or like some sort of, so it's like, she named ghost. Cause she's ghost like because not she there.
1: This, yeah. Yeah. Or like made so much right.
0: noise or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> to make her not there. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It was unnecessary. And I was like, nah, I don't need to write that down, <laughs> but I am going to talk about it. Um, uh. And then she's, like, talking about how she was hanging up Christmas lights and her synthetic mumu caught on fire. <laughs> and she's like, ah, I'm just kidding. She fell asleep with a cigarette in her
1: mouth. <laughs> right. And at this point, I wrote the joke. I was like, it's a weird, it's a very weird thing to, like, joke. Like, when you make that joke, you're not supposed You're like, the the truth isn't still supposed to be the morbid way in which someone burned alive. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Oh, no, the circumstances around which she lit herself on fire are slightly different. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool.
0: Um, so they find an eyedropper. <clears throat> Bridget gets the idea that she's going to drop the monk's hood into her eyes because that is a way that you can get uh past the blood membranes or whatever, get into your bloodstream. Right. Uh, and then she does, it makes this, like, gross acid-y sound as <laughs> she drops it in her eyes can't feel good
1: nope it's poison
0: um then later she's like curled up on the floor and ghost is eating chips she's like it's gonna find you isn't it the fact that it didn't kill you means it wants something and bridget explains that the wolf wants to mate with her um yeah it's were you
1: were you were you surprised at all by this reveal i was yeah i was i felt like i felt this coming Oh really? I, was, I, I don't know why. I think it was just like the sort of thematic elements of sure. the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. I was just like, yeah, that feels like why else would this werewolf be chasing her around like aware like it 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 has no reason to try to eliminate her, you know. Right, right. What does it care? So what else could it possibly want? Yeah.
0: Ugh. Russ. Uh and then this she said that this situation, like her laying next to ghost reminds her of her sister and her sister in their room. Uh, next morning she like ends up even like spooning with ghost. Um, then she falls back asleep, wakes up. Ghost is gone. She peeks her head outside. She finds a scarecrow with a black wig on. That's like covered with jars and bottles. Ghosts in the attic. She explains that the scarecrow is named Polly that it explodes when you hook it up to a tripwire.
1: <laughs> uh, I everything love a, about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, say oh, I what love you're a say. good trap in a horror movie. Traps are great. Everything like this is one of the first times in the movie like it's less bleak now, but it's also kind of jarring because like just everything at this house is so weird, uh-huh. and, and like in a way that doesn't all like go together. It's just like there's a lot of elements kind of coming together at this house between ghost weird behavior, what happened to her grandma, this you know, this gasoline scarecrow and all this shit and like and then and then the stuff with ghosts and it's just like it doesn't quite cohere, I guess yeah. is my issue with it. You know, that, it's just that's, like a little scatter shot. That is a good point. Gasoline
0: scarecrow also should be the name of something.
1: <laughs> um It's what I call my dick. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> no, you know, gasolina. The whole, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making this up on the spot. What do you want? Yeah, that's
0: fine. Fair enough.
1: Um, <laughs> Remember that song? Gasolina.
0: Remember? Yeah.
1: And everybody's like, eh, did you know that's about jizz? And then oh, I didn't uh, know it was about jizz. Oh, you didn't know that? Nah, yeah, bro. You gotta get
0: with it. I gotta, the net. hey kids, tell me about the meaning of gasolina. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ask your son. she bridget tells her that she needs to get out of there take the card sleeve ghost won't do it uh later she hides like a big long box in the attic you know it's a gun like they like make it's a surprise but you know it's a gun
1: yeah it's a fucking gun case
0: (laughs) uh she hears a grinding sound coming from the bathroom and it's fucking bridget filing her fangs off yeah. There's like tooth dust on her lip. It's disgusting tooth
1: dust and some blood. And it's,
0: yeah, it's real. Gross. And just then Polly explodes and they go out and check. And it's just a deer. Um, Bridget can't help herself. And she starts eating its guts. Then she's disgusted. The deer's still alive. She snaps a deer's neck. And finally she realizes she needs more monks hood and they have to call mm-hmm. Tyler.
1: Finally. They yeah. have to Get back in contact with this abusive asshole and I I will only touch on this very briefly, but I had a little bit of an objection to this point in the story. Cause it's just like, well, she's the one who brought the monkshood in with her. Like, where'd she get it from before? Like, right. why do you have to go to Tyler? Just like make more.
0: Right. I guess you'd you have
1: know? to go to a craft store or something. They sell yeah. Can't it. do yeah. that. We can't go to Michael's right can't now. Do that. <laughs> we have to call Tyler.
0: Um, so they call him from the payphone at the gas station. Um, and they wait an hour and he still hasn't shown up and something feels off. So Bridget goes inside. The door is open. Um, and she finds the guy who works there. He's dead under the car, like in that, I don't
1: know what it's mm-hmm. called, like that pit. Well the underneath well underneath the car. Yeah. Hmm. Uh,
0: so, oh, oh, body count of three. I missed that. Hey. One. Body count of three. <laughs> okay. Uh, then tyler gets in the back seat of the car and scares ghost and i think like at this point you're kind of supposed to believe that tyler is the werewolf yeah
1: i i'm sure they'd like you to think that
0: yeah um and then bridget gets in and she's like he's here uh and she means the werewolf but tyler thinks she's talking about him she's like he is here ladies um they bring tyler up to the cabin he shoots bridget up and her body like starts rejecting it, and her arm starts pulsing, and like pu- like pus starts coming out of like mm-hmm. her track mark. It's fucking gross. And so this is another instance where like Tyler's a more complex character. He's like he starts freaking out. It's, like we have to get her to hospital. Right. Like she she has mm-hmm. to. So it's like yeah. He's not evil. He is evil. I shouldn't say he's not evil. But like right. Yeah, but he's. he's-
1: yeah, I mean, he's not an evil villain type. He's just, like, he does horrible things. And then also, like, sometimes he reacts in very human ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so Tyler grabs her and brings her into, like, another room. Ghost eavesdrops on them. And he, she sees Tyler calling somebody for help. In the bedroom, Bridget's starting to change. Um. And she starts, like, making out with Tyler, I wrote. I kind of don't remember that, yeah. Part, actually.
1: Yeah, she tries to seduce. This is a lot like the scene from the first one with, with what's the Sam. Tr- Sam, yeah. Yeah, she kind of tries to seduce him, and then she, like, <laughs> tells him to fuck off. Because she's, like, grappling with all of her just sort of instinctual.
0: Animal instincts kind of thing. Yeah.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: yeah. um, He tells Ghost that she has to come back with him to the clinic and uh, uh, apparently he had pushed her. Okay. So he had pushed, he had pushed her. She looks like a little meek and he's like, mm-hmm. did I hurt you when I pushed you? I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. In this very like grooming way. Like it seems right. like there's like an inappropriate relationship. That's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Bridget wakes up um, and she sees a vision of the werewolf with ginger's voice. Um, and then, The real werewolf meanwhile is like walking around in the woods. She goes up into the attic and Ghost is up there crying. She's in her like underclothes Uh, and she's she's like what happened? And she's covered in, Ghost is covered in bruises and she's like we shouldn't have brought him here meaning Tyler. So implying that like something bad really happened.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Between Bridget, I'm sorry between Ghost and Tyler so Bridget grabs a pair of scissors um, and Tyler's in the kitchen. He goes to scratch his face up. And she's like, Hey, come outside with me. Help me with the generator. And, um, she like opens a garage door. They walk up, they walk outside and she goes back in and closes the door. And it's like, without consequences to our actions, things get very confused. She locks them out. Then the werewolf is there and tears them mm-hmm. apart, drags him off. I wish it were more graphic. I think this is an opportunity where we could have seen like, yeah him really get what kind of
1: disemboweled yeah yeah something
0: like that yeah body counts up to four bridget watches um ginger appears to her and is like don't you love the sound of nature uh and ginger is trying to convince her that she can't fight this and bridget's like i'm stronger i'm stronger than you and uh, Ginger's like, that's not how I remember the last fifteen years of your life. Ooh, low blow. And mm-hmm. Bridge is like, that's not how I remember the last fifteen minutes of yours. who good comeback. <laughs> good comeback. Yeah. Then uh, she's grabbing weapons from around the room, from around the house, and her face is starting to change. To starting to change. Her face looks real weird. It's not a great werewolf. Like, it,
1: yeah, it it looks like something else. It just doesn't look very wolfish. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, her and Ghost gather all the sharp things in the house and they set a trap. Um, it's basically like all the sharp things are stuck into this burned out mattress um, that at the bottom of a hole in the floor that they like knock into the floor. And Ghost is like, Oh, I have an idea. And she covers it in gas. And, she, and Bridget's like, So how long will it burn if we light this? And she's like, Well, Barbara took 27 minutes. Like, implying that it's like, she burn she's the one who burned her, right. her grandmother.
1: Yeah. And it's like a weird way to like reveal this piece of information. It's kind of like a throwaway line. Yeah. yeah.
0: Something bangs on the door, ghost goes upstairs, takes out the long box. It's a gun, of course, I already said that. And it stupidly just starts like shooting wildly at the door. And it's Alice. She's mm-hmm. there because she's the one that Tyler Tyler called. Right, uh, Bridget's face is all crazy looking at this part. She at this point, and she's like hiding in the bathroom, and she sees that there's a sign or like some in another room, and it said it's a frog, and it says "Don't smoke," or it might croak. So she's starting to realize, like, oh shit, Grandma didn't smoke. Yeah,
1: Barbara was not a smoker. No, which is crazy because it's like this is they they want us to think of this is like this is her big moment of revelation, but it's like. The shit that Ghost just said about the gasoline was already yeah, enough. it's already enough. Yeah, it yeah, it really is.
0: Uh, Bridget reveals herself and she corners Ghost. Uh, she's like, "Ghost, you're you're lying, and you lied about Tyler hurting you, didn't you?" And um, Ghost's like, oh, "I only did it because he was trying to take me away from you." So that's like that's my big issue, mm-hmm. my biggest issue with the movie is is this kind of like false abuse allegation mm-hmm. uh, just because like i don't i don't think that it's necessary the tyler mm-hmm. is a bad enough guy um
1: yeah i, don't know. I mean you could have found
0: her i just like, i just think it's it's uh, of course those things happen but i i don't right. even like to put it out there you know what i mean
1: but I think I mean, I think the the reason it's here isn't because of it is it, it, it the purpose it serves isn't to really affect how we as the audience feel about Tyler. It's to show what Ghost, ghost. is willing to do. Yeah, that's
0: a good point. That's a great point. No, yeah. that's a great point. Um, so Alice, they're all distracted. Alice pulls that gun on Bridget and is like, we're leaving. And just then, the wolf starts pounding on the house. Ghost and Alice, they run up to the attic. The wolf's in the house. Bridget's at, like, the table waiting for it, like she's sitting down for dinner. It comes up to her, and it sniffs her. And then from above, Ghost throws a pot at it, and Bridget stabs it. It bites her arm. Ghost, like, falls through, like, the floorboards in the attic and back to, the, on to plastic sheeting. Once again, we see some yeah. unfinished house with some plastic sheeting. More plastic shooting, yeah, and she's kind of like suspended above the werewolf mm-hmm. uh, Alice upstairs are shooting at the werewolf um
1: she Bridget, gets it once,
0: yeah, she shoots it once, yeah mm-hmm. you're right, uh Bridget yells to it and it pounces on her, and she grabs a brass pot that goes to thrown at it and smashes it like in the head over and over, um. It, and it's, it, we think it's dead for a second, but it's still alive. It bites mm-hmm. her. And then, yeah, it
1: clamps onto her arm again. And this is the second time we've had a shot like this. And I like these. I think it's very visceral. This, like they, they do a good job of just putting Bridget's whole arm in the werewolf's mouth. Yeah. And it just like clamps down on it. And it's like, I went like, Oh God. You
0: know? Yeah. I mean, there's not much to bite down on too. It just like, feels like it would snap like a twig. <laughs> right. Um, and then her and the wolf fall through the hole. In yeah, we're into the basement. Onto the spikes. Alice looks down. The wolf is impaled, but Bridget's gone. And um, Alice is like, "Oh, there's something still alive down there or up." Yeah, whatever. She down and then there, yeah. down there, and she turns around, and Ghost hits her in the head with a hammer. Pretty shocking. I thought that surprised me. I didn't yeah. expect Ghost to do that. Uh, and then Alice falls down into the hole onto the spikes. Body count of five. Um, the half-wolf Bridget comes up the ladder. She's like turning. Ghost mm-hmm. has the gun. And she's like, kill me.
1: Yeah, we got another Cronenberg moment.
0: Here. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, uh, it's like the fly. It's like the end of the fly. Um, mm-hmm. And Ghost kind of like, pushes her down and closes the hatch and then we cut forward in time uh the cabin's all made up it's clean there's a welcome home barbara banner hanging up so grandma's coming home from the hospital yeah (laughs) um and we hear wolf howls and banging coming from the basement there's like it's all locked up and ghost is upstairs writing Uh, in her journals growing steadily stronger beneath the floorboards, her faithful companion with a deadly hunger for human flesh waited to unleash the darkness and fury of hell upon her uh, upon her and her mistress's enemies of which there are many. And so began ghosts reign of moral terror. And we see a comic collage of ghost With a woman werewolf, just like her comic book that she showed earlier. Yeah, kind of like a
1: pet, almost like a pet werewolf. It's kind of how it's how it's staged. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Ghost now has her pet werewolf to kill whoever Ghost wants. And
1: that's the end. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that plan is going to work out the way she wants it to.
0: No, well, you know, maybe (laughs) one day we'll find out. We'll get Ghost's return. But, uh, you know, next time we're we're going back in time
1: yeah yeah
0: because, uh, part 3 is actually a prequel
1: sure so that is Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed it is
0: okay a few points we like to hit here favorite character uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first
1: uh, why don't you go first
0: <clears throat> it's tough yeah I don't want to say Bridget because she was my favorite character from the last movie
1: <laughs> sure
0: um <clears throat> So, Favorite definitely has quotes around it. Sure. I think, I think Tyler. Because I think he's the most yeah, interesting character.
1: Yeah. You can you can just retitle this to most interesting character for this yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody likes Tyler, but he's certainly an interesting character.
0: Yeah. An interesting dynamic and- that I don't think I've ever seen in a horror movie in this way. hmm
1: Yeah, and we haven't talked about the actor yet. His name is Eric Johnson, uh, and he, uh, you know, is like a classic handsome white guy. Yeah. Um, And I think he does a really good job, and he's done a lot of other work. Um, He showed up in the latter two Fifty Shades movies. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, that's his, like, (laughs) most recent big credit. Um, But, yeah, he's done a bunch of TV stuff. He's on Vikings right now, I think.
0: I've never seen it. i heard it's good.
1: Yeah, people like it. It's definitely a show that I'll probably check out at some point. But yeah, he's th- he's worked consistently since like the beginning of the 2000s. He was actually on Excuse me, had a recurring role on Smallville for a couple seasons around the same time that he made this movie. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyways, Eric Johnson playing Tyler. So, what say you? Who's your favorite character? Um, oh, okay, my favorite character so i mean i don't really again this goes back to like my feelings on the movie as a whole i think it's good i think lots of people do a good job i don't really like anyone yeah um so if i'm giving a shout out you know bridget again seems like an obvious choice and i do think for my money her character is just a little too tortured in this for me to like. Yeah. Say that
0: I like her. We don't get um, enough. We don't get enough of the Bridget from the first movie in this one. Like they absolutely sort of kind yeah. of sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can
1: understand the circumstances that she's in dictate that. Yeah, but it's also just like I don't know. I wish there was a little bit more of a sense of humor behind that that character. It almost um,
0: feels like Laurie Strode in the second Halloween movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good comparison. And then I talked. About, I think Tatiana Maslany is great, but a ghost is a character that I do have issues with, like the way that they sort of develop and finish her story yeah. arc. Um, so I'll throw a bone uh, to use a, a dog pun um, <laughs> to uh, Alice. I think Alice. We talked. We talked about this up at the top, but she's like, I like that she kind of subverts your expectations as like. She's going to end up being this evil, like warden type nurse ratchet character, and nope, she's just a lady who's a recovered addict who's trying to run a rehab clinic, and she shows up at the end trying to do the right thing and pays for it because Ghost is uh, a, a tiny psycho.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we like to point out sometimes these movies have moments that don't age well to our modern ears, mm-hmm. modern sensibilities. Modern eyes. Like modernized modernized <laughs> this movie's only like 16 years old mhm um yeah I don't know I mean I really don't know that there's one that jumps out to me
1: sure to I mean I can I can go I think that the intro as a whole I think is oh uh, sure it's definitely impactful and it's like pretty gnarly but like I said it very much between the kind of industrial music and the way it's shot it, it smacks of a time period that spans probably, let's say, from 1996 to about this point, 2004, maybe 2005, that's just like, you know, these vision. like, I mean, honestly, it's like, I think this movie is a lot less likely a movie like this to get made these days, like these themes of cutting and uh, you know, drug abuse. Like, this was very in vogue almost at this period sure, of time. Yeah. Almost fetishized. I, yeah, I think that's fair to say. And yeah, so you feel that a little bit through the whole movie, but I think it's like you can see it most clearly in the introduction. Uh, I think that's a good answer. I, I don't know that I re- really have one.
0: Anything that I say would kind of be just like, well, I guess this. I mean, like I said, the false mm-hmm. the false like rape or whatever abuse allegation.
1: Yeah. But, but I don't think that's timeless. a question of age yeah, so exactly. much as yeah, just how mm-hmm. your personal feelings on it. Um, um Well it's okay to have no
0: answer. Yeah, so let's move on to
1: Best Death, another one that I don't <laughs> think I have a very good answer for. Uh, well, I, I have an answer for this one too. I, I, I hinted it a little bit when we were watching, but I did like Beth Ann's death quite a bit. Oh yeah, I sure. Liked, that is good. Yeah, it's shot her and creepily. It's shot well, and one of the things we didn't talk about explicitly is like as she gets kind of pressed up against this plastic wrap, they do a really good job. I think blood almost kind of comes out of like her mouth or what it is, but it's like, you know, yeah, it gets very bloody, and then her corpse, or not really corpse, because I guess she's still technically alive, I think is one of the better effects that we see from the Mm -hmm. K&B group here, where it's just like she's got a really torn up, corpse and it looks pretty bad like in a good way it looks like she's had a bad time the gore work is good yeah
0: yeah I think for me maybe it's Alice's death it is definitely the most shocking death I didn't really see it coming Uh, and it's you know she gets hit in the head with a hammer then impaled on spikes that's pretty good yeah Uh, yeah agreed then so we like to rate these movies uh, on our carpenter scale um, which is somewhere on the (laughs) Of John Carpenter movies,
1: these movies lie in terms of scariness. Mm -hmm. I did a wonderful
0: job explaining that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? It's episode 29. Uh, If you want to know how the Carpenter scale works, listen to some of our older episodes if you don't know. So Um, I maybe was
0: going to save this for um, when I actually get it, but I'm so excited. I'm just going to spill the beans. uh Uh, Although I saw it was delayed, but en route to me. Is a DVD of the three-hour-long made-for-TV Elvis movie. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, thanks. My so I will watch that, and I will report back. I'm also gonna watch. I promise you, I will watch Starman again.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, <clears throat> for the first time in like 30 years. Okay, here's my pitch because uh-huh. we already have an idea for what we want to do for October, mm-hmm. uh, or at least half of an idea. For Halloween, because you know it's that's that's the big holiday for us here at a horror podcast. What if you and I do a John Carpenter Christmas? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and in the month of December, we can catch up on some of these older, uh, less familiar Carpenter movies, and we don't have to do full (laughs) episodes. We can we can just visit them in mini episodes. Okay,
0: I like that. Okay, so then, all right. So there are some blind spots, admittedly. So Uh Elvis. Yeah. Uh, Starman. Sure. I say Memoirs of
1: an Invisible Man. Yeah, that's for you. I've seen that movie a bunch of times. Okay, <laughs> I've only
0: seen it like maybe
1: once. I need uh, to watch Village of the Damned again. Yeah, I uh, gotta see that
0: again too. And The Ward. We've never seen The Ward.
1: We've never seen The Ward. And a great segue. So... This movie, for those of you who actually want an honest answer, this movie for me was a little less scary than the first one. Yeah, It's definitely darker, but it doesn't have some of the um, like I think that the end the uh, the climax in particular of Ginger Snaps does a really good job of tension building and I think that's you don't have as much of that here but because sometimes on the uh, Carpenter scale we like to pick cute little uh, movies that coincide or sort of dovetail even though neither of us has ever seen (laughs) the ward it is a movie about a young woman who is institutionalized after setting fire to a house i mean it just Uh, seems it takes place in a psychiatric ward so i think that for now yeah so yeah so ghosts of
0: mars yeah that's good
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the ward i'm with you all right great uh, and look forward to a John Carpenter Christmas this December. <laughs> I love it. And then, so right. finally for this segment, uh, marry, fuck, kill. Sure. Um, I can go first. Cause I think that I've said most of mm-hmm. my thoughts on this already. Um, this one for me is going to be a fuck. Um, I think that there's no way I, I, I would feel bad giving this movie a kill because I think that just too much thought and craft went into making it. And I think that um, it definitely outperforms expectations for a movie like this, a direct-to-video sequel to a direct-to, you know, almost direct-to-video original film. Um yeah, you I've talked about the things that didn't that didn't work for me. It's like tone wise, it's a little too dark. So I'm and I think it's just that's why it's a fuck. It's like you make your own judgment. If that kind of tone sounds appealing to you, then I think you should watch it and I think that you might enjoy it. Um I think it's a well done movie. Um, but if you are looking down the barrel of a dark, dark movie like that and saying, Ooh, I don't know, then I would say maybe skip it. Yeah. Um
0: that's fair. Uh, for me, it's a Mary. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I was surprised by how much I liked it. Went in with low expectations. It exceeded mm-hmm. it. I think it's wonderfully made. Uh, a lot of craft and thought went into it. I Had my problems, of course. Most I do with most movies. Sure. Uh, and I am in for a depressing movie once in a while. And so for <laughs> me, that is a Mary. Although it's a gross
1: Mary. Gross fuck yeah. too. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You- <laughs> Yeah, kill it. Put it out of its misery in in, in honesty. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that does it for Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed. Uh, I should say Ginger Snaps 2 colon Unleashed. We are going to take a quick break, and then we will be back with one of your favorite segments. We've heard from all the people who write in about the segments that they (laughs) love.
0: Okay, we're back. And we're here with our favorite of segments. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you. This is probably my favorite segment that we do. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, it's here's what I love about the colon exam. It's the only good idea that we've had.
0: (laughs) It's the only like interesting original idea that we've ever had. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good
1: point. All of our other good segments are just (laughs) repackaged things from other podcasts. Yeah. and it's like, in my dreams, one day we will build out a whole library of great segments like Colon Exam. But for now, it's, it's definitely the flagship kill streak segment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you don't know what Colon Exam is, Mike and I are about to uh, challenge each other. We have a list of three movies each. Mm-hmm. And we've invented the uh the colon whatever comes after the colon in the yeah. sequel name uh and we have to choose which one is the real movie mm-hmm. and which one is the fake
1: yeah and what's funny is like when i say we came up with this what i really mean is just like it's it's balderdash or if you're a fan of jackbox it's fibbage but just yeah <laughs> with horror movie titles um but we should get another jackbox night going Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we should talk about it off the pod. But I'd be no, I want to talk
0: about. <laughs> let's get in. Let's drill in. Let's get in the details yeah. here.
1: You know what, guys? Email us at killstreakpod at gmail.com if you want to play Jackbox games with me and Eric. Oh, night. that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Actually. We could do a Killstreak Jackbox night. It's true. That's a good idea. I like that. All right. Yeah. If you'd be interested in something like that, send us an email. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll check it out. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we are going to give two options for the subtitle of uh, a horror sequel. One is real. One has been completely fabricated. Uh, Eric, would you like to start or would yeah. you like me to start? No, I'll go first. Okay.
0: Okay, so the first movie I have is mm-hmm. from the Lake Placid series. Are okay. you familiar with the Lake Placid I've seen the series? first one. Love Oliver Platt. Uh- I've seen the first one also directed uh-huh. by Steven Miner, directed, uh, director of, uh, Friday the 13th part one and two, uh-huh. or two and three, two, two and three. three. Yeah. Two, three. Okay. So which is the real Lake Placid movie? Okay. Lake Placid Cola legacy. Cola. Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Lake Placid Cola It's delicious. Mm. No caffeine. It's got a lot of bite. Hey, hey. uh, Colon Legacy or Lake Placid? Colon Vacation Land
1: Well. This is a tough one. Um I am gonna go with Well I'm gonna go with the first one. I'm gonna go with Lake Placid Legacy.
0: Oh, I am so sorry for myself because that's correct.
1: <laughs> oh, man. He almost got me. He really um, relishes those opportunities when I get one right. My...
0: So the one that I really wanted to include uh-huh. here, yeah, uh, but it didn't technically have a colon, uh-huh. is Lake Placid versus Anaconda. There is a Lake Placid-Anaconda crossover movie.
1: Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, we could always. I I think let's make a little note because there could be other title formats that we could do a little colon exam spin off of. Sure. Like a versus format, for instance. You got your Freddy versus Jason. You got your Lake Placid versus Anaconda. So, yeah, let's think about it. What? What are you smiling about? (laughs) Nothing. Don't worry about it. (laughs) This fucker. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So, uh, one point for Price. Eric, here is your first entry in the krampus series of films Ooh. which of the following is a real title krampus colon the reckoning (laughs) or
0: every one of these fucking series has a reckoning
1: (laughs) or krampus colon the remnant
0: Um I'm gonna go with I'm so torn. I think you're being clever here because like I just said, every single one of these movies seems to have a reckoning. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go with the remnant.
1: Okay. Krampus Colon the Remnant. The remnant, yeah. You got it. Okay. You should listen to your instincts because every series does have a reckoning. Fuck. (laughs) Krampus the reckoning. One nothing price. Okay. All right. So, which one is the real one?
0: The Prophecy. Oh, Are you familiar with the Prophecy series?
1: Is that the Christopher Walken is an angel ones? Yes. Okay, yeah. I've only seen the okay. first one, obviously. The,
0: the Prophecy, colon, The Ascent. Uh-huh. Or The Prophecy, colon, Final Communion.
1: Oh, boy okay well here these are my thoughts I was on a game show way back when I've been on a couple game shows when I was on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader they told me talk through your answer it makes for better TV here's what I'm thinking right now Final Communion is a much stupider name for a movie (laughs) Um, but there is something about the grammatical phrasing of the prophecy the ascent that really rubs me the wrong way where it's mm-hmm. like it shouldn't be the noun the. colon the noun so i'm going to go with final communion for that reason and that reason alone that's the real one is that what you're saying i'm saying final communion is 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 real
0: i'm so sorry mike the real prophecy movie is the prophecy
1: colon the ascent let's get a copy editor in here <laughs> <We need. laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. One to one. All right. Here is your chance, uh, Eric. Or it's one to zero still. Here's your chance to tie things up, I should say. Um, Children of the Corn. Mm -hmm. One that you may be familiar with. I didn't go that deep into the series. Children of the Corn 3, colon, Urban Harvest, or children of the corn three reap what you sow
0: reap what you sow makes the most sense um urban harvest I've just never I don't even know what that is I don't know what that could mean I'm gonna go with reap with the, reap what you sow
1: well, I will say the first mistake you made was expecting the Children of the Corn series to make fuck. any sense at all. <laughs> it is Urban Harvest, <laughs> which uh, I, I guess is the Children of the Corn go to the city. <laughs> this is my guess. Uh, it is still one to nothing. The final round begins. Should okay. we get theme music for this? Should we have some sort of tense music in the background? like uh, oh, that seems like a lot of work. I mean, you know, you were <laughs> t- it's it's incredibly simple. Uh, it's just add an audio track of quiet background music underneath. Um, something to consider. Maybe we can see how it feels. Um, like it would start now. Or maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what it needs, right?
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unless I agree to edit the podcast.
0: Yeah, well, let's just send me the track.
1: Okay, we'll see how it goes.
0: Okay. Uh, Okay, so Puppet Master from the Puppet Master series. Mm. So many movies in this podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Puppet Master, colon, Blitzkrieg of Blood. Or Puppet Master. Axis Termination.
1: Oh my god. Puppet Master series is wild. (laughs) Whichever one is correct. Um, Alright, so we've got some World War II themed ideas squaring off here. Axis or Blitzkrieg. Mm. Axis Termination?
0: Axis Termination. That's total
1: nonsense. (laughs) And I am going to follow some of my own advice, and I'm going to go with the total nonsense. I'm going to say Axis Termination is a nonsensical real name. Uh, Unfortunately for me, you're correct. Ah, this is it. neither of us would ever write anything as dumb as Axis Termination Axis Termination yeah that's part of the challenge of of the colon exam is really putting yourself in the mind space of these psychos who write these titles yeah Yeah, I know alright um so I am up two to nothing so this is just for uh respect at this point um which makes me feel a little bit better because this is a real curveball here um you know, this is a, we've done this segment a couple times now and, um, you know, in in the interest of keeping things fresh, I did some real digging, some serious digging. And perhaps you might know this. Uh, there is a Japanese horror film series called the Guinea pig series. Oh, I've never heard of that. Which is based on a, on a, on a manga. Uh, They're Um, eh. (laughs) insane-sounding. One of the the tidbits from the Wikipedia is that the second film was supposedly withdrawn from the market and achieved particular notoriety because of an incident in which American actor Charlie Sheen is said to have watched the film and believed that it depicted the actual killing and dismemberment of a real woman, prompting him to report it to authorities.
0: What?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, so there's six of these, and you better be- like. I'm gonna say right now on the podcast, I forbid you from googling the Guinea Pig film series because I want to use almost every movie in this series
0: for collecting. Oh, no, Sam. okay, all right, fine, fine. <laughs>
1: but right now, we are gonna go with the fifth film in the Guinea Pig series. Okay, so this is really? Guinea Pig. The fifth, the fifth film is the correct title. Which one of these is the real title of a real movie? Guinea Pig, colon, The Ogre in the Iron Mask. <laughs> or Guinea Pig, colon, Android of Notre Dame. <laughs> I'm going to go with the real one
0: is The uh, Ogre in the Iron Mask.
1: I'm sorry, it is Android of God Notre Dame.
0: <laughs> God damn it. Oh, terrible showing. It's I, a, I. It's a shutout. <laughs> okay, uh. I'm fine. So, uh, I have a little little extra bit here. It's not a quiz. Okay. But uh, during my research, I noticed, like The Reckoning, mm-hmm. there are a lot of series that are Colon the final chapter. Oh boy, oh boy. So I have compiled a list, an incomplete list. Okay. I, I you know I, I can only do so much. Sure. Um to to research this. There's no there's no database uh-huh. of this other than internet movie database which I used, but you know. Uh so here is an incomplete list of all of the, all of the film series <laughs> that have colon, the final chapter. Uh-huh. Resident Evil, Friday the thirteenth Lake Placid, Puppet Master, Saw, Angels Three, Ring,
1: Bear Wench, which is the, the Bear Wench project. Ver- yep, exactly. <laughs> so can I wait? Remind me to tell you an anecdote about the Bear Wench project after you finish reading the list. Okay, Batter Ben,
0: the Cupid, Meat Hook Massacre, uh. Urasai Yetsura Five, <laughs> <laughs> Joe DiMaggio. What? <laughs> Joe DiMaggio? That's not a horror movie. Okay, good. <laughs> Evil Tales, uh-huh. Amateur Porn Star Killer Three, and then there was another one called Ruins of the Reich, the final chapter. But then I looked it up, and it's
1: a documentary about World War II. So I, 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 I crossed it off the list. True life horror. Um, <laughs> m- what I really want to know for next week. Or the next time we do call an exam, I want to know what percentage of those movies are actually the last movie in the series. I know. Oh, yeah, that'd be great to know. <laughs> I bet it's somewhere around fifty percent. Um, <laughs> I
0: would say probably a closer like twenty five percent.
1: Yeah. So to to before we close out the episode, a very brief anecdote about the Bear Wench Project. Um, freshman year of college at Emerson. Uh, living in the 80 Boylston dorm, what was referred to as the little building or the LB. Um, I live there. So I had, uh, good friends who lived on the third floor, uh, and they were facing Tremont street. So there was, I, there was another Boylston 80 some, it was like 70 or 60 something Boylston across the street. Okay. Uh, beijing on the common the terrible chinese restaurant was in the lobby of that building um we uh i won't name any names here but one of my friends who was in a comedy troupe had rented from the school uh a digital projector which was quite the it was quite the thing to have at that point in time in you know 2002 Mm -hmm. uh not nearly as common as they are today Um, hooked up to a DVD player to display videos for the comedy troupe's semester show that would have been held uh, in the basement of the LB. What was the name of that theater? The Cabaret. The Cabaret, that's right. Um, We had it the night before the show, and we were just dicking around with that projector in a room on the third floor facing uh, Tremont Street. And uh, we uh, got the fun idea of uh, pointing the projector out the window and shining uh, a movie on the building across the street where probably, I don't know, 200 students who were in a 12 story building facing uh, across the street could see this 20 foot tall projection And we ended up going with a DVD of the Bear Wench Project. (laughs) (laughs) And for 15 minutes projected softcore pornography uh, 20 feet high on a building in downtown Boston. Never heard anything about it. And uh, then I think we went out and got drunk after that. So (laughs) anyways, that was uh... was a better time in my life. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm engaged. It's great. A real quick... A real uh, quick
0: Emerson story. Uh, do you remember the guy who ran the like media center? Pete. I can't remember his last name. Vaguely. Yes. Big, big, tough guy. Like a, not a big guy, but a mm-hmm. tough guy. He'd always like be like, "I don't want you fucking up my shit." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was like first day of like media, whatever like the first level media studies or mm-hmm. the fuck where you make like a video on a, has to store it on a zip drive, right. zip disk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He was like, "There was one. I don't want to see any weird shit coming in here with your final projects." There's one guy who came in here and he showed us the movie, and it was him jerking off. <laughs> and we we're like, "Whoa!" And then it kind of like got real quiet. And then one girl in the class was like, "Did he finish?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. All right, you guys. All right. (laughs) That'll do it for this week's episode of Killstreak. We will be back next week on Monday with Ginger Snaps back, colon, the beginning. Uh, And then Thursday, you can expect our Ginger Snaps wrap-up and rankings. Um, And that takes us to right to the end of October, or the end of September, I should say, right? Yeah. No, Wait. Yeah, that's the first correct. first yeah. week of October. Or... Yeah, yeah. No, uh, October 1st, Thursday, October 1st will be there. Ginger snaps wrap up. And then we'll be in the month of October. Get ready for spooks and surprises and scares. So we love Halloween. It is. This is October's horror movie month. Everybody knows that. So we're we're going to do our best to do it justice in our first annual Halloween here at Killstreak. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Hell yeah. Uh, and of course, you can always uh, check us out on Twitter at Killstreak pod. Write to us
1: at killstreakpod at gmail.com. What is the website again? Visit our website, killstreakpod.com. Anywhere you go, it's killstreakpod. Just try it out. It'll probably work. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: And as always, welcome to rehab, baby.